The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. It's Saturday Night in Comedy and another month of punchlines has passed. That means it's time again for the Roundup. Tonight we catch up with four crowd killers from the West Coast. Tonight on the panel, we're giving all our love to Van City, the little scene that could. What do some of Vancouver's best and brightest have to say about this strange month in comedy and pop culture? And what is the secret to this scene bursting at the seams with some of Canada's best and brightest? I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to an all-new Inside Jokes, baby! It is, of course, the end of our first month of comedy in this new and strange year of 2023, and that means it is time again for the Roundup. Tonight we have a full panel, four crowd killers, four headliners from out on the West Coast, out in the Van City scene. We're going to talk to them about some of the stranger things that have kicked off this year already in comedy and just what's going on out in the Vancouver scene. Like I said, the little scene that could. And of course, as always, brought to you by our lovely friends at Hakeem Optical. Glasses so unseasonably hot, Greta Thunberg's going to protest your face. How about that? We have our producer, Vince Tedesco, on here with us. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Sorry, that was a good Greta joke. Uh, yeah, uh, that, was, that, was, that was the proud the promo for this week. I was proud of. Yeah, nothing short of. Uh, I mean, you never turn well. on the news and say, "Oh, nothing's happening." Always something is happening. So always something's happening. Always something's happening. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a nice stacked panel. Some good Vancouver comics, Vancouverites, British Columbians. I don't know what the hell. What are they called? <laughs> Vancouver- British Columbians, I guess. Yeah. I, I always like that quote. Colombian. I've yeah. Always... Well, it, none of it makes sense. I always like that quote from Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip where they said, Vancouver doesn't look like anything. It looks like Boston, California. Because Vancouver's <laughs> always sort of had this identity crisis of trying to figure itself out. Are we Seattle light? What are we? Are we, are we Portland? What are we? So it is nice because in the last few years, as we've talked about recently on this show, that scene in Vancouver has really kind of blown up and come into its own. And, you know... It's like Ivan Decker told us last season, one of the sort of our favorite headliners from out in Vancouver. He said it's it's an overnight success of a scene that's been going quietly for 20 years. So that's pretty much what it is. Uh, but yes, it is a full panel. It is the roundup. There's lots to get into, Vince. Lots of weird stuff kicking off the year in comedy, showbiz, pop culture. Uh, some pretty big news that we're going to get into with our panel. And of course, all things Vancouver comedy. Lots to get into right here, right now on Inside Jokes. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto. And as always, streaming coast to coast, Canada-wide, North America-wide, planet Earth-wide, universe-wide, everywhere where there's Tay Internets on Global News Online. Brought to you, as always, by our friends at Hakeem Optical. Comedians getting slapped in the face in full (laughs) Technicolor. It is the end of our first month of the new year in comedy, and that means it is time for our first full roundup of 2023, recapping 
all the strange things that have happened in comedy and pop culture this past month, kicking off the new year. Uh, we got a full panel. It is all West Coast Comics. It is full Van City tonight on the Roundup. We've got Ola Dada. How are you doing, man? I'm very good, my man. Good morning. Welcome back. To- <laughs> I was going to say Merry <laughs> Christmas. we've had you all on all of you have done the show at some point or another the last couple of seasons which we we just gave it we're just calling it the pandy because let's make that more playful (laughs) but it is nice to have you all on and sort of kick off this new year recap what what's starting the year in comedy randy newmeyer is with us on the panel how are you doing today Hi, good. Um, just secretly taking photos of Ola eating. <laughs> it is also 9 a.m. on the West Coast, so that is extremely early for comedians. I appreciate that from everybody. Sean McDonald is with us. How are you doing today, man? Good. Uh, I'm well. I realized I didn't change my uh, my Zoom name from when I met with Jacob Bolshin like, like two, two months ago. So it's coming up as Sean and Jacob right now. Cool. That's fine. We could have gotten a bonus comedian, but he's not from Vancouver anyways. So fuck that guy. We don't need him. And last but not least, we have Akeem Hoy Charles on the air with us once again. Uh, you, we also checked in with you during, again, we're just calling it the pandy on this show because let's have some fun with that. But it is nice to check in with this full panel and just weigh in on some of the stranger stories that have kicked off this new year of comedy. Uh, we'll start with a lighter one, a lighthearted one. It is a bit of a strange one, though. M&M's is getting rid of their animated logos that have been like the spokes mascots for that candy for years and years and years and replacing them with a comedian, a real live person. Maya Rudolph is the new spokesperson for M&M's. Seems like a strange choice. Maybe yes, maybe no. I mean, I know... My Rudolph's interesting because she's not quite, quote unquote, a household name, but to any comedy fans, she, of course, is. But even audiences that maybe aren't, you know, comedy diehards, still she's a recognizable thing. And, you know, a lot of us, obviously, a lot of our listeners know her from her SNL days, but she's kind of in tons of comedy series, tons of comedy movies. Interesting choice, though, for a spokesperson for this candy brand, especially in, you know, the last couple of years, comedy has... There's sort of been a lot of controversy surrounding stand-up. There's been a lot of things that have happened in the news and things that have gone viral. This is kind of a lighter story. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think this is a sort of a nice, happy note to start the new year in comedy off with? I think well, that change is, <laughs> change is hard. <laughs> uh, that could be the new Eminem slogan, change is hard. <laughs> and gooey and the center filling. Because it's nostalgic, the M&M's. Well, I actually... Two, there were two words. They, had the, they changed the shoes on one from high heels to kind of like running shoes. And then everybody complained about that. And now they just scrapped them all together. It was oh, yeah. weird having like a sexy M&M though. That part was weird. Who's paying attention? Weird about it? Who is paying attention? I've never looked at the shoes on M&M's. You got too much time to practice. I'm, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> My I, was just, I didn't. Even, I had to go search to look what them shoes they had prior. <laughs> it's the shoes. It's the eyelashes. It was like everybody was getting into it. And I don't know. Now the saying is, if you go woke, you go broke. Because M and M's got into a lot of heat over that. I feel bad. At least, at least outside of comedy, other people are getting canceled now. You know, it's trickled down to the chocolate city. <laughs> that, it is that's a great choice, though, going from that Anybody to just a comedian. <laughs> Why is this news? <laughs> like, like, I don't why is this on deadline? Yeah. I don't understand. All this shit going on in this world. Why is this? Why do we care 
Either you buy the M&Ms or you don't. I don't like why. That's the world we live in now. It came like the stuff that actually trends and, you know, goes viral when we're literally on the brink of World War Three and, you know, climate collapse. It's like, no, but M&Ms, though. They got rid of the high heel. Manakeem, are you a chocolate guy or a peanut guy? I like chips. Oh, you like chips? You're more of a salt. I like chips. I like chips. I don't eat sweets. I don't eat candy. But, I mean, only, like, like we talk about diversity. We had the red M&M. We had the yellow M&M. Then we had the green M&M, which threw a little sauce in there because we needed female representation. And then we had the blue M&M. Who was a little bit over? What is, I don't understand. What more do you want? This is when we're going to find out, though, that this entire time Amy Poehler has been filled with peanuts. Yeah, and Akeem, I don't know how to break it to you, but uh, the Pringles man—they're actually turning into a Chinese man. Oh my god! I'm done. <laughs> and they're shaving his mustache. I'm done. That's true. <laughs> his mustache. But shaving his mustache. Who had time on their hands to actually get? pissed off enough about anthropomorphic M&Ms. I mean, it was weird having a sexy, long-legged candy. I don't know what they were going for with that. That was a little bit off-putting. Tucker Carlson did. He had a big problem with it, apparently. Yeah. He had a big problem with it? Tucker, what, what are the odds? Well, at least it's not Skittles, because those are the ones that melt in your mouth. <laughs> those are my favorite. I love Skittles. <laughs> Like a I thought you didn't eat candy, Akeem. I mean, growing up, I like, growing up, I like Skittles. <laughs> if I were to eat one candy, it would be the Skittles. That's it. But it is interesting, though, because it's 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 again, it's it's this weird. I mean, I don't know who watches TV commercials anymore. I guess on YouTube, but it is a weird form of exposure for a comedian to be a spokesperson of this candy. But it's sort of we're kicking off the year with a lot of that stuff. And one thing I want to get into later on the panel is. We're back to, and this was always an old school thing, but we're kind of swinging back to it. We're back to the era of comedians being tapped to host award shows all the time. Uh, so there's a lot of that coming up, which is good. Um, hopefully none of them get slapped in the face. That was a last year thing. But we are sort of circling back to this time where comics are being put on these platforms again. And, you know, we're coming out of sort of less controversial things. And we're going back to comics being able to post these shows and be spokespeople for things and just sort of riff on things and make things fun and light, which I think we can all agree after the last couple of years in comedy and just in the world in general, we probably need some lightheartedness, I would say. <laughs> going uh, Dean, I gotta, give you, I gotta make a correction. Yes. Comics and Ricky Gervais are allowed to say whatever they yes. want. Yes. Well, and here's what we're going to get into later, by the way, Akeem, because I do, I am curious what, what everybody thinks about just how unfiltered comics are allowed to go doing these, because I, my opinion is whether it's the Globes or the Oscars or the Grammys or whatever, I know there's different audiences, but I mean, why hire a comic to MC something like that and not let them be a comic? Why do that and then put restrictions on them? Why, why did you hire a comic in the first place? What, was Billy Crystal busy this year? I don't get, you know, if you're going to hire an actual stand-up to host something, let them do it. Ricky Gervais is the perfect example of that. But anyways, that's something we're going to get into a little later. Coming back from the break, though, with our roundup panel, there is a massive elephant in the room we need to address and a very big story to kick off 2023 in comedy. We're going to get into it right after the break, right here on Inside Jokes.
You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. It's all the data, a.k.a. Showtime.data, and you're listening to Inside Jokes. One, two, three, four, tell me that you love me more. Sleepless, long nights, as with my youth was for. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on 640 Toronto, and of course, streaming coast-to-coast, Canada-wide, on the Global News Network. That, of course, includes in Vancouver, where we are talking to a full roundup panel featuring some of Vancouver's finest. Lots to get into to unpack this first month of this new year in comedy. A lot of strange happenings, and of course... Brought to you, as always, by our lovely friends at Hakeem Optical. Now you can almost see the difference between Vancouver and Portland. How about that? (laughs) Lots to get into on our roundup. But first off, I mean, you know, we started things off with a lighthearted and I would also say incredibly dumb news story of M&M's changing their spokespeople to, to Maya Rudolph. Who gives a shit? But anyways... This is the big fish of a story that's kicking off this new year in comedy. This is a massive one. This is definitely going to create a lot of water cooler conversations in the comedy world. Uh, Bill Cosby, America's dad turned bad. Uh, Bill Cosby, he's out of the joint. He's out of prison, which already that is a hot topic of conversation. Not only is he out of prison at the tender age of, dear God, he's got to be almost 90 at this point. He's going back on tour. Bill Cosby's hitting the road. He's out of jail. And I, I don't know. Does he, he has some new prison material to talk. I don't know. I mean, there's so many layers to this. The fact that he's out, the fact that he's free. I don't know if they did that just because they were like, well, he's going to die soon. We don't know. Uh, and he's touring again. I mean, let's say none of those things had happened. The fact that even a comic touring again, I mean, I don't know. They used to do that. People used to go until they were like a hundred, but that was, doesn't really happen so much anymore. I don't know. Full panel here of comics. There's so many layers to this. I will throw that to literally any and all of you. What do you think? Should he be out of jail? Should he be touring? Also, who's going to go to those shows? Do you think there's going to be an audience? I mean, what does anybody see happening with all of this? Akeem is already nodding his head like, yes, there will be. There will be. <laughs> yeah, he'll be there. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. I don't care. I'm going. <laughs> You know what? The one good thing about those shows is everyone's going to be no, no, everyone's (laughs) going to not fall asleep in their seat. Oh, Oh. no No one has to worry about doing that. It's going to be the safest show. That hit me last second. (laughs) 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 Do not fall asleep in your seat. I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, the, is there an is there going to be an audience for this? I mean, why was he why is he out? I know some of those charges got dismissed or got whatever he could. should he be going on tour? I mean, there's so much to this. There's so many layers to this as comics as people, <laughs> you know. I think he should just level. give up. What? <laughs> just die already. Okay, just sorry. Oh man. I mean, the age thing is like, whatever. I mean, you look at, you know, not that I want to compare these two people, obviously, but I'm saying strictly in terms of the age thing. I mean, obviously you look at Betty White, who was like, had this massive career resurgence literally up until the age of 99. And actually that was kind of always a thing that comics used to do. I mean, comics, there was an entire generation of comics that performed like pushing a hundred. I mean, like- Look at George Burns. 
the George Burns is and the Bob Hopes and that whole, you know, the Jack Benny's like Don that. Rickles. Don Rickles. Like, so, I mean, that's not really a new thing. And Cosby was kind of came up around that time. But I mean, there's not the interesting thing, but it's like, should he be out there performing in theaters? Well, shouldn't he just like, he's out of jail now. Shouldn't he just sort of like fade quietly into the night? I think that's what everybody was expecting. Yeah, you, you would kind of think that after like getting, cause he basically got away with it. That's what's fucked up. Yeah. He went to, he went to prison, but he pretty much got away with it. Like the fact that he's out now, you would think that he would just be like, wow, I'm so lucky. I'll just fade away. But instead he's like, gotta, you know, gotta show him. I still got it, which is just insane. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, I'd be like Weinstein showing up at Sundance with a new film, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, it's an apology tour. It's a similar thing to what, what Will Smith is doing, right? He, Will Smith went on vacation. He took himself to the Fiji's or whatever. And now he came back. He had a movie coming out. We can't compare the two. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying he's just going around apologizing. Personally, is he, though? Going, he is not uh, sorry. He is not yeah. sorry, though. I don't know Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Bill Cosby slapped like a million asses. But my and, point is, oh, but, but but my point is, is like he listen. If he had never gotten convicted, he would never. He had no plans of going on tour. He gets thrown in jail. Now he's coming back. I mean, personally, I'm going to the show because I want to hear what he has to say about corrupt Hollywood versus fucking him joining the navy right like i watched yeah. bill cosby grow well the one thing is like you know he bill cosby's material was always sort of about that image of like approachability and you know quote unquote yeah. his dad that kind of a thing so he's not the kind of comic who's going to come out of jail and start r- ripping new material about like that would be wild though he, he, like, pull he, it, up. it would be wild i mean it's not going to be like the louis thing which again obviously an extremely different story and a much more watered down thing still not good but you know yeah but it's not going to be like when louis went out there and he's like ha yeah that thing i did you know and he's actually doing jokes about it bill cosby's whole thing has always been his persona and how he's perceived He's yeah. going to sidestep this entirely. It, it, yeah. This whole tour is going to be about like, none of that ever happened, guys. It's yeah, I don't know, Dean. Prison, prison changes the man. I, don't I was going to say, if he, if <laughs> he, he doesn't... This if way, he, he, didn't, he didn't go to Oz. He wasn't out there with, you know, he was in his own little room, like Goodfellas style, probably cutting garlics with him. He might go on stage and be like, you know when you're on the block and the skinhead tries to stick you up and, and what, like, what the hell is it? Who knows? I highly doubt he'll do that. He'll probably just go back to the same tired act and just try and get money. If he does talk about that stuff, I'll torrent it. I'm not going to pay for it. I'm not going to give him money. I'm not going to give him any money. I'm not going to support him. I'll steal it. I would love to hear him do I would love to hear him him do prison material, eh? Like, you're playing the junkies with the smuggling and the butt cheeks. I would love, that would be great. Dean's been waiting to do that impression all segment. He was like, I'm waiting for my opening and I'm going to do it now. Sean, you gave him the key to that that impression. (laughs) I don't give a shit about the story. That was the only reason I brought it up. But no, I mean, this this is definitely going to be one that's going to have a lot of ripple effect in the comedy world i mean 
here in Toronto a couple of years ago when, you know, when Louis CK was back, he, t- he did his one year thing in his apology tweet or whatever it was. And then he came back and he was here playing the Yucky Yucks in Toronto. And there was a lot was of there. there. And that was, I mean, Vince, that was, this is a few years ago now. This is back when we had, you know, a studio with human beings in it pre pandy, but there was, a, that generated a lot of controversy. This is going to be that on such a much more massive, massive scale. I mean, yeah. But it's going to be a very dividing line. What Louis did, he admitted to, and it was on him. And when he did his stand-up at Yuck Yucks, he made reference to it. Yeah, he addressed it, yeah. He attacked the elephant in the room. It was done with. And then he had an hour of brand new material, which made you totally forget about the first five or seven minutes right off the top. So I don't think Cosby can do that. I don't think he can. He legally (laughs) can't. What'd you say, Olaf? You legally can't, bro. <laughs> the case is still I'm screw it up, yeah. You're, you're yeah. honestly, Ola, you're right. He's gonna be if he goes into it, it's gonna be his like lawyer just on the side being like, what is he doing? Yeah. <laughs> Which would be the new bit if he did stand up with his lawyer present on stage. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that would be I- hilarious. That's like, it, yo, but that's 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 Cosby's thing, though, is he, you know, this is going to be very much a tour of like tailored to sort of his same old crowd. And his again, his thing has always been image, right? His thing has always been completely how we perceive him. So he's just going to kind of avoid this thing entirely. It's almost like spiritually and psychically when you see Harvey Weinstein on the news, he's kind of just like representing both of them. Like, it's kind of like okay, the whole Me Too thing is just now channeled into this one person so you know cosby's free but hey at least he's in so there's kind of this weird thing where they're tied together but like one's going to be out there doing stand up and the other one is going to be slowly dying and are, are we are we supposed to be upset at the fact that he's touring is that what we're supposed to be mad i was at? curious in general what comics think about that i mean at what point Oh, I don't know. It's such a it's such a loaded thing. Like the you know, there's always that conversation too about separate the art from the artist. But this is like this kind of goes beyond that because there was also like he was doing sort of material secretly alluding to this stuff over the years. It was like it was such a whispered about thing for so long. Right. Right. I don't know. I'm not upset money? at the fact that he's touring. He should be allowed to tour. If he's, yeah, I mean, he be, of course. Would you pay if money? He's, to if he's He's do, if he's doing the Louis thing where Louis paying for everything himself, renting out a venue and, and promoting it on his website, da, 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 then go ahead and do it. Are people going to go? I think 100% that Bill Cosby has enough supporters still, right? That will he will sell out and make a ton of money. What he's going to do with that money at 85 years old, God knows. But hey, live your life. I'm not going to judge. Personally, I, I would like, like do what Sean said and, and bootleg the shit out of that special and see what he actually, because I need to know. The only way we're gonna know is if you watch it. <laughs> What'd you say? Why are you talking like you wouldn't have done that anyways? Facts. <laughs> I think it's we're facts. gonna see like a special out of them or a streaming, you know. I don't think yeah. anyone wants to Netflix and nobody film, but... would pick that up. Not Amazon. Not He's Netflix, doing a special. He's doing a special. He's doing a special. Really? I don't I think, I think people would be too nervous to touch that. Bill Cosby, new Netflix special. Yeah, I do have this little tiny curiosity about what he's gonna say because that's just so yeah. insane. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I don't want to watch it, but I want to go see what you got to say about all of this. 
It's, it's going to be, it's honestly, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, again, as Akeem said, like he, he definitely still has his own built-in audience. There's going to be butts in those seats for sure. Yeah. It'll be this sort of, it, it will be a bit of a powder keg in comedy. It will be a very divided room as far as that goes. There's going to be a lot of comics saying he shouldn't even be able to perform. There's going to be a lot of comics saying bootleg or boycott the shows. Uh, and there's going to be other people saying, no, he's back out there doing what he does leave it alone. I don't know. It's just, it's going to be a very divided thing. It's going to be interesting seeing what the reaction to that is. Uh, going into something we kind of touched on before the break. Again, we're sort of seeing the new year kick off with comedians hosting shows again, which again, that was sort of always the gig for, that's who we used to get was, was famous standups to, you know, host award shows. We're going into award season. Uh, we're seeing Trevor Noah's back at the Grammys. Uh, we had Gerard Carmichael host the Golden Globes. It is good to see this happening again because comedians, that was sort of always a big part of the gig. Uh, but I want to get back to that with the panel after the break because one thing I'm curious about is are we going to let people go full Ricky Gervais and actually just let loose and do what comedians are meant to do? Or are we going to put comics in these and then, but then put all these restrictions on them and go keep it clean and just basically sit there and kiss Hollywood's ass? Because there's a lot of that that happens too, where it's just you're just pandering to these rich and famous people. Or are we going to let stand-ups do as stand-ups are meant to do? We're going to find out. We're going to ask our full Vancouver panel. We'll be back with more Roundup right here on Inside Jokes. listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of chorus entertainment hey this is akeem hoy charles just here listening to inside jokes with dean young and vince Inside Joke, baby, right here on 640 Toronto, and as always, streaming coast-to-coast, nationwide on the Global News Network, brought to you by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping hipsters find theater seats since 1967. How about that? It is our full roundup. We are recapping this first month of comedy, kicking off 2023. Uh, A lot of interesting stories in the news, already some controversy because it wouldn't be the comedy world without it. But we have a full roundup. It is an all entirely Van City panel. It is all Vancouver on the show. Uh, Before the break, we were talking about comics are being tapped to host award shows again. We got Gerard Gerard Carmichael doing the Globes. Trevor Noah's back at the Grammys. Uh, There's going to be a comedians hosting the Oscars again, which is great. That is what that is what standups always did. That was sort of a big part of the gig. For comics but 
we have a bad habit too with these award shows of just really pandering to Hollywood and just kissing their ass and giving them their little tote bags and not saying any jokies that, you know, hurt their feelings. Should comics just be allowed to do what they do and treat it as a gig where, I mean, obviously you're on television and the audience is different. It isn't a nighttime at a comedy club, but why would you hire a standup to host this show if you didn't want them to be a standup? And of course, Ricky Gervais is always the automatic example because whenever he would host the Globes, for us as comics, it was brilliant to watch because you could feel, for the audience it's great, but you could feel the discomfort in that room because he is completely going off the cuff. He has no filters. He's saying all the things that he knows a lot of the people in that room are nervous to hear said aloud and he just goes for the jugular. And for us as comics to watch that, it is so fantastic. It is so satisfying. Do you think we're going to get some of that with comics hosting these shows? Or do you think we're going to go just PG with it and go, here's Trevor Noah, but he's not allowed to do what he would do on stage. And he's just here to kiss everyone's ass tonight. I think the better question is, why as a comic would you take a gig that you can't be 100% yourself? Right? That's the thing. At that point... (laughs) <laughs> at that point it's not like you need the name recognition i mean yeah i'm sure the paycheck is good i mean listen regardless of what level of fame you're at as a stand-up yeah i'm sure hosting the oscars or something that's a cherry gig for sure that is you know a thing you want to do but it's true like where do you separate the well yeah this is a great feather in my cap and great exposure versus am i kind of selling out because i'm actually not being a comedian at all right now yeah it's like I'm you, sort of it's, tap dancing for hollywood the employers the employer well okay yes the employers should like you should know who you're getting like for example the golden globes know what they're getting with ricky gervais which is why they keep bringing them back they know he's yeah. not gonna do anything different they know it's gonna be the exact same but if the oscars the grammys all these other award show people are hiring someone yes ethically or like common sense wise they should know what they're investing in right but as a comic if you show up to the table and you're like oh like, this is what I have to say. I'm not allowed to talk about this, 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 this. Why even take the gig? You're getting paid. All of us here at one point have been around shows and it's like, oh, well, I don't know. That doesn't align with me or I don't feel like I should do that or want to be a part of this. But either we did it for the check or we walked away. We've been yeah. put in that position to have that yeah. decision. So I think it's more on the comic rather than the the, the employers because as an employer, if I'm like, I don't want, if I'm working at McDonald's, I don't want to hire someone. And then they tell me, well, you know what? I don't feel like making the fries today. No, bitch. I'm paying you to fry some fries. <laughs> Go fry these motherfucking fries. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, nice, Akeem. Perfect. Said eloquently. Um, the thing the thing with this is that, like, did anybody see Gerard Carmichael host the Golden Globes? Yeah, mm-hmm. I watched it. I didn't mm-hmm. think he was that funny. No, I'm with I you. Wasn't funny at all. That's the thing. Uh, you kind of do this milk toast thing where it's like you're you could no, tell they're holding he back. Questionable remarks, but they didn't they didn't land. Trevor Noah, you know he's gonna kiss Hollywood's ass because that's what he is. He's not he doesn't really push the lines too far as far as controversy. The issue is with the Oscars. It's Jimmy Kimmel, not a stand-up comic, hosts a late night show. Yeah. Huge Hollywood ass kisser. But you're never gonna get the realms of Chris Rock or Ricky Gervais or anyone of that magnitude on that award show because of what happened, I feel, to Chris last year. Yeah. It's almost like a stand of brother and sisterhood of stand-up comics. This is how we're treated. And yet this is still like, we're not constantly gonna be referred to as the gestures of Hollywood. If A, none of our films or any of our credits are ever acclaimed. I mean, when was the last time, you know, a comedy was actually 
nominated or, or even accounted for uh, as part of uh, an Academy Awards show. I mean, they have only if it's Wes Anderson. That's the only time that. I mean, yeah, it. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. was nominated for Tropic Thunder, and again, Robert Downey Jr. not a comedian, but yeah. a comedic role, a comedic role. So I don't know. I, I don't know if comics, even though they're offered the gig, I don't even know if you should take it. That's just my personal opinion. Well, speaking of, that's a good way to segue into this because this is a kind of related thing. Yes, Chris Rock, of course, very infamously last year kicking off the year of comedy, the slap heard around the world. We've talked about that many times on this show. Happened at the Oscars last year. Chris Rock is having a bit of a of a moment right now, too, after that. Like, not that he ever went anywhere. He was still one of the top dogs in stand-up. He could, you know, he's still selling out theaters everywhere and dropping new specials and all that stuff. But it does kind of feel like he's having a bit of a resurgence in a way after that whole thing. And there's a little bit of, I almost want to say goodwill, <laughs> no pun intended, but goodwill happening there in a way. Uh, because now to Chris Rock, he he's getting 40 mil to do Netflix's first ever live streaming stand-up special, which Netflix is interesting because this is the platform that over the last 10 years you know, along with sort of household name podcasts, sort of brought about this resurgence in stand-up. Netflix, everybody and their dog started having a special on Netflix, and it brought out this whole new audience that started streaming this stuff and going to live comedy. It sort of made stand-up have another golden moment again, especially during the pandemic. I don't know. I, I'm going to come back from break with this because it's a big move, and also it kind of feels like is that platform already too oversaturated at this point or can, or is it moving into an exciting new direction actually having a live special stream on there and how much of that do we think that 40 million dollars and that risky move on Netflix's part how much of that is just based on the fact that they know some people want to hear about the slap and that's kind of it not just even cuz it's Chris Rock but they want to hear about the thing that happened anyways we're going to come back i'm going to pick the panel's brain on that right after the break we'll be back with more roundup right here on inside jokes You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Uh, Randy Newmeyer with Inside Jokes. This is Sean McDonald, and you're listening to Inside Jokes. My doobie-eyed Madonna A triple Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on 640 Toronto, brought to you as always by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Now you can literally see the punchline coming. Uh, it is time for our roundup. We are recapping everything that's happened this past month in comedy and kicking off a strange new year in stand-up and showbiz. We have a full Vancouver panel on the roundup. We are Before the break, we were getting into, yes, Chris Rock is kind of having an interesting, again, I wouldn't say career resurgence because he never went anywhere but he definitely has some sort of positive pr in a weird way that it has happened post oscar slap uh so now he's getting 40 million bucks he's dropping netflix's first ever live streaming stand-up special which might be a new direction for that platform we'll see how it goes again throwing it to our panel of vancouver comics do we think netflix is doing this because he's chris rock or do we think netflix is making this move because people want to hear about the slap and what he's going to say material wise after that whole thing how much of that is just the reason why they picked chris rock to do this because i mean there's a lot of sort of top tier comics that they could have been like we want to do this new move on netflix here's who we're choosing is it chris rock because of the slap what do you guys think 
And definitely because of Chris Rock. I mean, I think the next best thing is to have Bill Cosby do that live thing. You know what I mean? It's a, not a click. <laughs> you know what I mean? It has to be. I want to know what it is. Yeah, it's slap. either the slap heard around the world or the nap heard around the world. Yeah. <laughs> naps. Naps. Uh, many, yeah. Many naps. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I mean, cause yeah, I mean, Chris Rock has always been a massive name in comedy, of course. And that audience never went anywhere. It's not like Chris Rock was, you know, his career had quieted down. It definitely does feel like there's a lot of, <laughs> sort of renewed interest in a way because of like, we want to hear what material he'll do about the thing that happened. And I think that's got to be part of this. Yeah. For him too, it must be a weird feeling. Cause he's maybe in Chris Rock's mind, he's realized that stand up's the only thing that's really true to him. Like he tried going the Hollywood route. He tried going in that direction immediately kind of when he's at the peak of it, he gets slapped. And then everyone gives his, like uh, the guy who assaulted him a standing ovation at the end of the night. Yeah. So in his own head, there's probably a moment where he's like, fuck all of you guys. And is turning back to what made him famous to begin with. Fair enough. And I think, again, it's an interesting, because you think of always this sort of handful of names who are sort of the top, dogs in comedy right now there's so many performers that you would think like well if netflix is going to do this sort of risky move and change up their platform and break new ground there's a few names that would probably be tossed around there but it's interesting it's interesting timing for that to be chris netflix, rock netflix is paying 40 million dollars essentially for one joke yeah chris that's the thing tour. chris rock was on tour the night after the oscars he's been on tour this whole time and he's avoided the topic from day yeah. one he very famously said and we'll get to that when i'm ready yeah, all building to when I'm ready to talk about it, you're going to pay me. Yeah. Personally, I think you should have held out for more. <laughs> I'm like, everybody in the world, it doesn't matter if it's funny or not. The words that are going to fly out of my mouth that night, you will laugh at. And I would have held out for more. And I guarantee you on a live stream, Netflix might even crash that night. Well, yeah. 1,000%. Yeah, actually might. Yeah. Netflix might crash. No, they will crash. One thousand. This also I mean, points to sort of something that's been happening in comedy for a while now. It's you know we talk to a lot of comics about how meaningful it is for comics still to get a spot on the late shows because that used to be always such a career maker. You know that was network late night TV. You're on NBC. You're on Kimmel. Wherever that was always a career maker for standups. We're sort of moving away from that. Like this is sort of the death rattle in a way of late of network TV, and this is. This is where it's at now is streaming everything. So if we're going to start seeing live specials on there, that's probably not a bad direction to go in because we have oversaturated it so much with pre-recorded specials. It, again, it sort of kicked off this new decade in comedy, but now there's so much of it. Now maybe we're moving into something new. Uh, one last thing I want, there's so much I wanted to get into with this panel, uh, but this sort of ties in nicely. Comics, you know, it's sort of a necessary evil at this point, but comics have to have an online following and TikTok change the game especially these last couple of years there's a tiktoker not a comic but there's a tiktoker who went viral this week uh returned lost money to what was it vince somebody at a mcdonald's and for his troubles got five thousand bucks and no, free food he found, he found five thousand dollars in his food order through the drive-thru so and returned to mcdonald's out. yeah going through the drive-thru getting your order in a, in a paper bag and you find five grand cash and he goes, oh, this is clearly a mistake. Goes in, returns it, returns it to McDonald's. It was straight out of their till. There was their closing night or whatever it was. It was money from them. Thank you, thank you so much. They gave him 200 bucks and free McDonald's for a month. 
Would you ever in your right mind do this panel? Sean, we'll start with you. That's last comedian. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think I would. If I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think I would. If someone, it depends what McDonald's it was. Okay. It really, this is a very Vancouver reference, but if it was the McDonald's on commercial drive, I am taking that money and I am running. <laughs> that is not your version of intro oh. Harvey. So, oh, yeah. dude, that commercial is that's a mental ward that serves fries. It is insane. <laughs> that place, I am taking that money and I'm gone. You're never gonna see me. If it's like a different McDonald's, maybe I'm mean, it's weird to say a mom and pop McDonald's, but if it's like some new people working there, I'll probably return it to them. But here's the interesting thing, though, because, yeah, this person did the right thing and all that, but they also TikTok the whole thing. So it's like, look at me doing it's a all good on video, by the way, yes. They knew exactly what they're doing because they know for a fact now they're going to be the McDonald's guy on TikTok and they're going to have Wait 7 billion followers. It's stupid. And all this it's stupid. If you put $5,000 in a McDonald's to-go bag, you deserve all the bad things that happen to you. I don't care. Uh, I, I would have returned it. I would have returned it. There we go. Because if you're on camera and you and they see you take that money, you're going to jail. So uh, you don't know. You didn't now. take the money though. You were handed it, and you you're five dollars block. You but still, no, I'm, I, I'm not going to jail. <laughs> I'm gone. There, I think I don't question again, God's blessings. I this is Generation TikTok, though. I think this guy knew exactly what he's doing because he knows for a fact that he's all of a sudden going to be known as that and his followers are going to go through the roof and this is going to open the door for more things. I know he knows exactly Randy, what he's doing. Randy ain't no hamburglar. There we go. <laughs> we can keep oh, going all day. What? There's so much to get into with this panel. We got to wrap it up. We're going we're gonna to have to check back in with the Vancouver scene soon. We're going to have to wrap it around up here. I mean, we basically only scratched the surface of what I wanted to get into from this month in comedy, but lots kicking off the year. Uh, before we wrap it up, where can we find everyone on our panel? Give us your socials, where we can follow you online. Ola Dada, we'll kick it off with you, man. Uh, you can follow me on all platforms at showtime.data, TikTok, Instagram, all of that, Facebook, what it is. Peace out. There we go. Randy Newmeyer, where can we follow you on Tay Internets? My handle is Randy Noodle. That's Randy with two E's, Noodle with two O's. <laughs> My wife says I'm lazy and unprepared. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie to you, people. There we go. Akeem, I'm where can we follow unprepared. you, man? Uh, you can follow me at Akeem. But see, my wife's part of the problem because she's overprepared. My wife is ready right now for anything. There we go. And last right but certainly not least, Sean McDonald, where can we find my, you? I'm not making this up. My wife is so prepared yeah, and ready. When she rides in a taxi cab, she Sean rips one strand of hair out of her head, leaves Sean it in the back seat in case the driver murders her. That is a roundup again. So much that happened already to kick off this new year and new month in comedy. That's Rock who I'm living with, everybody. Sport, as you know, comedy Look, doesn't the women out here are like, that's that a good idea, panel, though. That that's... is our roundup. That is our show. But don't forget, <laughs> you can listen to all of our you know, episodes law and order. right that's... back to the dawn of time on Global News Online. We'll be back next Saturday night. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week's Comedy Rx is Sean McDonald. Like, straight guys won't tell you this, but if you get broken up badly enough, you will watch gay porn. And you will watch it and be like, man, I've, I wish. <laughs> like, if all, like, I saw it and I longed for it. I just, this is too personal. It probably shouldn't be on camera. I'll be real with you. This is the first time doing this bit. And I don't want this to come up. And my mom, my, my mom follows this channel. And she's going to be like, huh, interesting. 
Alright, like I watched it and I was just like, I like fit in there somehow. You know? The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.